brave, outspoken, conservative. We, we are Ladies Raised Right. We're your co-hosts. I'm Olivia. And I'm Anouk, and we're dismantling Love's agenda one lie at a time. You can find us on all socials at Ladies Raised Right or on Twitter at Ladies RR. And you can find any additional information at ladiesraisedright.com, where you can also find our merchandise. Go check it out. Go check it out. Merch is coming soon. Yes, it really is. It actually is. (laughs) But that aside, we are going to go over liberal cities with bad mandates. There are a lot. We're mostly California. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not selectively, but there's a lot of focus. California is its own messed up liberal city. There should be a wall around California. They should just float off. And just, they should just secede and do their own thing, and yeah, and so be it. it. And then they shouldn't be allowed back in. Like that's where there should be a real wall, <laughs> because then everyone's gonna realize, oh, this is bad, and then they'll move to the red states and vote blue. No, because then they'll just no longer be part of America, yeah, and but then they'll just be a you... foreign country, and then they can't come back in. If you're a part of California, you're barred. <laughs> Except for our listeners in California, yeah, sorry. Continue you... listening yeah. and making a change. <laughs> Sorry that you're stuck there. I'm sorry about it. <laughs> yes, if we could get you out, we would. Um, but I'm sure you're doing good there. Yeah. But help turn it red. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start off with Oregon, though, because on November 3rd, 2020, they interestingly released a law or a measure called Measure 110 that has decriminalized all drugs. So the law quotes, this makes possession of small amounts of cocaine, heroin, LSD, methamphetamine, among other drugs, punishable by a civil citation akin to parking ticket and a $100 fine. That fee can get waived if you get a health screening from a recovery hotline. So it's not even that you have to go in person. You just have to call this number and be like, I'm a recovering addict. That's why yeah. I have drugs. It's okay. Or like, I want to recover. Or I want to recover. There's no yeah. follow-up. Um, oh, no accountability yet again. Yeah. <laughs> And for years, Oregon has been ranked near the top of states with the highest rates of drug and alcohol addiction and near the bottom nationally in access to recovery services. So So, we're enabling people's (laughs) drug problems and then we're not giving them tools to get better. Exactly. Um, But you know why they did this? Because everything leads back to racism. Always. Somehow. Drugs are racist. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even fathom. (laughs) Um, but drug decriminalization advocates say that police have disproportionately enforced drug laws in low-income minority neighborhoods. They say decriminalization will advance racial equality, equity, reduce the stigma of addiction, and spare people from criminal records that can prevent them from getting jobs and housing. So the left is claiming that this drug war is targeting people of color, which is simply not true. <laughs> like, no. yeah, anyone caught with drugs will be arrested. Um, because it's illegal, but now in Oregon, it's not. Well, and then like part of it too is like, it says like small amounts. So like, this is for like personal use. Like if you have like intent to distribute or there's like large amounts, you are still like prosecuted appropriately. But if you're just using drugs, like for funsies for you, like you're good. (laughs) Yeah. Addiction isn't real. Addiction's not real. Um, And in addition to that, like anybody can get, a treatment at hospital or like a facility if you admit yourself it does like if you're black and you go there they're not gonna be like nope you can't come here regardless of your race or sex people want to help you get better and you can go places to get better right but the argument is that since 
the police are freed up from policing drug use, departments may redirect their resources, i.e. redirecting resources means defunding the police, towards crime prevention and solving violent crimes like homicide and robbery, which could help restore some trust between law enforcement and Oregon's community of color. Um, There's so much I could say. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the left is just always going to hate the police, so for them to even make such an ignorant statement as to say, like, yes, we will have trust between them now. No. That's not going to happen. And drugs make you more violent. Like, cocaine and meth... I don't care if you're using it personally or what. Like, if you're doing that, you can kill someone on those. Like, right. So well, maybe. Any, any slew of drugs, like, you're yeah. not aware of what you're doing. Your actions aren't, like, you're not conscious. So you're not, like, you don't know what your actions are. And, like, that's just not a good yeah. combination. And, like, they can still die of a drug overdose. This right. isn't really And all Yeah, all helping. things aside, like, this isn't good for anybody's health. No. Mental, physical... Yeah. Any of it. Emotional, spiritual, yeah. <laughs> everything. Right. Um, but when we look at the numbers, I'm going to preface this by saying statistics Statistics cannot be racist. They're straight numbers. There's nothing that has been pulled to like sway you to the left or to the right. This is raw data. Yeah. So, unfortunately, minorities do have like a statistically they have higher drug use among like there's a drier hug use of drug use among the minority community right 6.9% of african americans have a substance use disorder compared to a rate of 7.4% among the total population 3.4% of african americans have an illicit drug use disorder compared to 3% among the total population in the last month illicit drug use among african americans was 13.7% and among Caucasians, it was 12%, and Hispanics was 9.7%. Um, and, like, African Americans, as we said, Hispanics are in this group, too. They're not the only group that can, like, have a drug abuse problem. Drugs can affect anyone because addictions are not racially motivated. It is an addiction, and yeah. unfortunately, drugs get people hooked quickly. Um, white people make up 60.1% of the drug addiction category so the majority is is the more yeah so <laughs> it's not racist it's not racist <laughs> correct and followed by that is the hispanic or latino population at 18.5 african americans 13.1 asian american 5.9 and american indian 1.3 percent right so clearly like this is not what it's been portrayed as. Yeah, and uh, it's just so stupid to <laughs> decriminalize that when there are so many issues with it. Um, so if you know anyone, obviously we care about our listeners, and if you know anyone with it, friends or family, yeah, just like to help them and to help yourself, you can recognize, like educate yourself on recognizing the signs of addiction, encourage them um, to seek help, and be patient and supportive of friends facing addiction because it is very hard to overcome. Right. So, on yeah. that note, <laughs> addiction. A lot of the time, addiction can lead to homelessness. Um, while this isn't a state mandate, this is a condition that's kind of happening in California. Um, I don't think that a in lot Oregon. of... In Oregon. In <laughs> Oregon. 
the numbers we'll look at are primarily <laughs> focused on <laughs> California. But, I mean, here's here's weed. You can smoke weed legally. Okay, well, a lot of homeless population has a drug problem. Okay, well, where are they going to go? To the states that allow them to do this. Yeah. And their your problems only, like, get exponentially worse. So, like, it just doesn't really stop. Um, and just, like, California is a disaster. It's a lawless land right now. Mm-hmm. Like, people are just robbing stores in broad daylight. The police, they have highly defunded the police in California, so right. there's nobody there doing anything for that. Um, store owners are desperate to leave because, you know, they're losing all their money. So then they have, this is kind of interesting, too. So there's a list that had all of the um, cities, the, bi- the major... Cities with the biggest amount of homeless population listed. There's 42 cities. 18 of the 42 cities with the highest population rate of homelessness in the U.S. are all in California. That's almost 50% of the yep. cities with the most amount of homeless people are all in one state. Can we, like, not... Like, how do we... How can we think that they don't have a problem? Is it because they can't afford to live there because the taxes are so high due to Probably. the liberal mandates? And, like, yeah. six of the cities... The six top cities with the highest homeless population are also in California. So number the top six are easily California. Um, the natural average rate for homelessness is about 174 people per 100,000. In the top-ranking city in Santa Cruz, California, it is 825.9 per 100,000. That is almost 800% more. <laughs> That's insane. Than the national average in one city. Yeah, that's... Which kind of leads us into the California's taxing. So their state income tax. While like all states are federally taxed the same, each state is allowed to govern how they want to like do their state income tax. California has a range. It ranges from 1% to 13.3% on their state tax. And 1% if, is if you're making 14000 or less. Right. So. This is on top of your federal tax. So like this is not just like total. Yeah. Um, and to give you an idea... There are 10 st- uh, states that have an income tax flat rate, so there's no range. Um, and they range from, like, 3.07% to 5.25%, which I think is, like, pretty fair, to be honest. It's not yeah. outrageous. It's not um, – we're not <laughs> – it's not 13.3% <laughs> on top of lot. state. Uh, but then there's eight states that have zero income tax. This does exist. Texas, Florida, Wyoming. Texas, Florida, Wyoming, Alaska. Might be time to move. there's yeah eight of them one of the uh, south dakota i believe but it's manageable like those states are doing just fine they're homeless population they're not the top six on this list no so i don't know how you can't look at or how liberals are so blind as to look at these statistics and be like no what we're doing is fine everything is perfect we're the facts let's go off feelings let's take care of everybody and let's just make it work Let's just close our eyes to what's really going on. <laughs> because in addition to these high tax rates, like decriminalizing drugs, and now defunding the police, unsurprisingly, there has been an increase in homicides. So I don't say. According to the 2020 Uniform Crime Report, it, report by the FBI, homicides rose 30% from 2019 to 2020. And that was the largest single-year increase um, since the 1960s. Ten of those cities recorded more homicides in 2021 than any other year on record, such as Philadelphia, 
Austin, Columbus, Indianapolis, Portland, Portland, Oregon, Memphis, Louisville. <laughs> Where we're at. <laughs> I believe it. I hear about it all the, I know. All the time. Yeah, West Louisville is a little sketchy. <laughs> um, a little bit. And <laughs> Minneapolis was also one that was up in there. There were 97 in the years 1997 to 2021. I mean, you take away punishment for a crime. What do you, like, there's no, ain't no law. Like, let's go. Like, let's rob people. Let's kill people. Kill people. Let's do drugs. Like, <laughs> there's a reason these things are in place is to keep order in society. Like, while I totally don't agree 100% with everything that the government does, like, there are things that are in place that yeah. make sure that everybody doesn't just get caught up. At this point, like, fuck it, let's go. Wild, wild west. Let's yep. just do shootouts in the middle of the street when we disagree. <laughs> That's where it's headed. I'm here for it. Yeah, like, the laws are in place for a reason, even though they may seem unfair. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> the laws only seem unfair to criminals because they don't like being caught. No, exactly. <laughs> and they don't like playing by the rules. And... The rise in homicides, which were mostly by gun, happened all across the country. And I appreciate that this article put in there that it was mostly by gun. Guns don't kill people. People don't think guns kill people. Right. It's not like the gun started chasing people down the street <laughs> by itself. <laughs> That'd be wild. Um, True and, automatic weapon. <laughs> and as we discussed in our rebuttals with liberals, criminals are always going to find a way to commit a crime. So if you, exactly. I mean, like, getting rid of guns isn't the issue. It's the criminals. And if you're getting rid right. of the police that are stopping the criminals, then it's just going to lead to higher issues or you, more issues. Right. You just remove the weapon. They can find a different type of weapon. It doesn't change what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and the increase in homicides actually peaked in June and July 2020 and have remained at high levels since. But what was going on in those specific months? I recall BLM riots. Yeah. No, no, not riots. Peaceful protests. Oh, oh. oh, wait, wait, wait. Mostly peaceful. <laughs> Mostly peaceful. But there was a lot of homicides, so they're not totally peaceful. Yeah. But yeah. Just, we can't we'll tell just... the left that. Turn a blind eye. <laughs> <laughs> Never. So, yeah, and a big part of it could probably be because, like, a lot of the police were quitting their jobs because these BLM rioters were screaming in their faces, telling them that they're evil. It's just, like, what they were doing to them during that time was awful, and... Honestly, if I were a police officer, I wouldn't take that either. I'd be like, all right, okay, fend well, for yourself. Like, my job's not worth this. They don't yeah. pay me enough for this. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then, like, further into that, then it went into the vaccine mandates, which officers didn't like either, so then they started right. to quit. And now, now like, <laughs> yeah, and now everyone is like, well, not ever. The liberal cities are like, defund. This is the answer to all of our problems. And yeah, here we are. No problems have been solved. Yeah, homicides have, have created. <laughs> it's created more problems. Homicides have increased. Everyone has increased. Robbing people in, robbing stores and people in California. State tax is screwed. <laughs> Basically, everyone's screwed. If you're in a liberal city, get out. <laughs> but only, you can. But only if you're not a liberal. <laughs> yeah, if you're a liberal, Stay none there. of this is applicable to you. <laughs> yeah, leave your laws where you are. Leave them. Stay where you're at. <laughs> Doing your thing. We're out. Peace out, bitches. Peace out. But obviously, liberal cities have obviously very clearly terrible mandates, and they need to get their shit together. Yeah, and we can help by educating everyone on what they are doing. 
remind the liberals that facts, sorry, that statistics cannot be racist because they just don't want to hear those because it doesn't go in their favor. But exactly. Numbers are not racist. Yeah. (laughs) Numbers don't care about your feelings. They're not racist. They're raw. They're there. Life sucks sometimes. Get used to it. Numbers suck. Well, if you don't like it, fix it. (laughs) Yep. Numbers do suck sometimes. (laughs) But... That's all we got for you guys this week. Thanks for starting your week off right with Ladies Race Right. Bye-bye. Bye.